Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. Hey, bitches. Welcome to the shit show. Brandy, it's witches. That shit. Leave her alone. She's drunk. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about this, though. Macabre Academy is full of witches. But can we also be bitches? Bitch and witches? You'll listen. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I'm not disappointed. (laughs) I'm glad. Um, I'm proud of you, Brandy. You started off the episode. Look at me. Not being complete trash. No, but there is a chance that we have somebody new here today. So we should probably introduce ourselves and what the fuck we're doing. You go first. Okay. Well, mine You're is- in charge. You just cut me off. Shush. Fight me. I will lead God. Okay, cool. We have a whole <laughs> hour to fight. <laughs> like, we could definitely increase our viewership that way. What, chick fights? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm in. Let's go. Let's we- fucking go. <laughs> we could redo the pillow fight, Brandy, you and me. In our pajamas. I just bought negligees. I'm so proud of you. I have old lady pajamas. We're going to fight. It's going to be good. Okay. I'm so in. Let's go. So either way, my name's Steffi. (laughs) You're here on the Macabre Academy. I'm also known as Nerdy Witch. And with me, as always, I have my two best friends. You need new friends. No, she doesn't. I'm fantastic. You're trash. (laughs) 1,000%. I'm proud of it. Right? Everyone loves trash. I'm also recording in my wife's office tonight, and every time I touch her desk, I feel like I'm going to break the thing in half. Because <laughs> it's like $12 on Amazon, and it's like going like this as I touch it. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to just all collapse. <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't think it's supposed to rock like this, and I forget to put like a, a structural piece in here. I think it needs bracing or something. <laughs> we are such professional guys. This we is are. terrible. This is, this is garbage. The next recording table. might be in my kitchen, in front of my fan, so there's gonna be a lot of noise. But I don't know if I can, I don't know if I I'm afraid my computer's gonna break this thing. So buy a new desk. It's not my office. Hi there. Come here. Give me a little pause. So, all right. So you can either fix it or buy a new one. There's it's not my own. office. It's okay. her office. She has to like it's it? not me. Oh, whatever. I just got a text from my wife. You be nice to my dad. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she can hear me. I'm loud as fuck. That's fair. I at least try to be quiet. Guys, we got to start the episode. I hate to break okay. it to you. It's fine. Whatever. Does anybody remember why we chose our topic today? Um, because of Brian, who we love, even though he's not in my house. No, he's in Kev's house, House Veritas. And, I feel uh, bad that he follows me on Twitter because, man, he's in for a fucking ride. Oh, he's a blast. <laughs> I love it. I have not turned off the notifications for Kev, so it literally was like bing, bing. Oh, I know. I get my own notifications. <laughs> well, I don't understand one. Twitter. Okay, well, he's actually really good at Twitter, Brian. No. That's how he won his dares for that month. For House Veritas, so he got to mm-hmm. an episode. So I was, this is hanging And he out. did the bucket list. 
And he did the Yeah, he did. That's points for this month. Tara did it too. So House Veritas and House Barnum are tied at the moment. Can I get points for my own house since we kind of suck ass? No, you got to inspire your students to do better. Guys, stop sucking ass. I mean, unless you're into that thing where I'm not here to kink shame. (laughs) I mean, I want to win. Please. Yeah, you got to get a better caliber student in your house. I'll love you forever. <laughs> it's only $5 and you get the video podcast. You get to and see my face. Yeah, you get ringtones. We have the message notification sound of Kevin clucking like a chicken. <laughs> Wait, don't we have me singing? Yeah, the more you know. The more you know. Come on, guys. I'm a good time. I did my makeup for you. Yeah. She and I got drunk. She's looking fantastic. Look at you me. Got, I did my You got drunk for yourself. I got drunk for myself. You're not wrong. That had nothing to do with anybody. You just got drunk because you wanted to get drunk. Yeah, you're right. I'm drunk. Can't really say I blame you. <laughs> well, we have a very interesting episode this week. Do we, so, though? Are any of them interesting? This one's I think pretty- they're all fantastic. Fuck you, Kev. Look, look. When Brian gave me this topic, like my heart dropped into my stomach because I'm like, how am I going to build a whole episode on iron? Right. Because it was just something you said off the cuff in one of the other episodes. And we were talking a little bit about the magical properties of it. And he asked for an entire episode. And I thought, oh, shit. And then we started doing our research. And then I was watching this episode come together. I think it's going to be a great one. I'm like really excited. And you don't even know the surprise stuff that I have coming up. <laughs> mm. Is it a dick pic? It's a dick pic, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's my dick. Where's that group chat? (laughs) 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 All right. Well, we're going to have a lot of banter organically, so we should probably actually start the iron information for for Brian because he pays us and we appreciate it. He pays us. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ready? Let's do this. Let's go. So we're going to start with science. And I'm going to sound really smart and no one can tell me otherwise. Got it? Got it. Good. So, fuck you. You laughed already. I was just thinking, yeah, every episode I, I say this and you've given me another excuse. STEM, ladies. STEM. STEM. Okay. Do it. Even look, we're adults and we're still doing it. Okay. Well, I love science. Do the science. I want to hear the science. Okay. So iron starts off. We're going to start with, it's a crucial building block of steel. It helps nourish plants and it helps carry oxygen into the blood. So like we need iron for literally everything in life. And like, I didn't realize that until we started doing the research. Actually, I have a friend that is iron deficient. So she has extra. She has an iron fish she puts in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take the supplements, do the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like super anemic. So iron is classified as a metal in group eight of the periodic table. In its pure form, it rapidly corroded from the exposure to moist air and high Wait, temperatures. Did you just say moist? I said moist and I wanted to die. I need you to know. You just said it again. Typing it out, I wanted to vomit. <laughs> she said moist. Why didn't you just like, say humid air? Then you wouldn't have had to say 
moist. Because I don't know. I'm not that smart. Okay. Stop trying to make me sound not smart. You're so smart. And it is really funny that you said the word that shall not be said. I hate it. It's like, so anyway, it's the fourth most common element in Earth's crust by weight. And it's thought that most of Earth's core is made up of iron. It's also found in the sun and the stars. And it's crucial to the survival of living organisms. I almost said orgasms, but I, mean, I didn't. <laughs> I could go for a living orgasm. I'm fine. I mean, I'm way overdue. Yeah. So in plants, it plays a role in the production of chlorophyll. Yeah, yeah that's right. chlorophyll. That's a word. Yeah. I thought it was chloroform and then i was like no that's killers that's, that's something completely different <laughs> that's murder that's for later <laughs> that's, that's something completely different <laughs> so in animals it's a component of hemoglobin which is a protein that carries oxygen from the lungs to the tissues of the body so this is way too much fucking science listen bro there's never enough science, science. is my life like i went to school for nursing <laughs> science is me and then 90 percent of all metals that is refined today is iron and most iron is used to make steel Oh, we're the so still like, city. We are. Look at us. Mm-hmm. My favorite form of iron is cast iron because I love to cook with it. Me too. I don't <gasps> cook very much. Oh, if you want a good steak without a grill, you need a fucking cast iron. You got to sous vide that shit first. If you're not sous vide your steaks before you cook them, you're doing it wrong. I don't like steak. Get off my podcast. This is my <laughs> podcast. Who the fuck do you think you are? I don't, Kev's a third of the podcast now, so it's... Okay, fair. Maybe I just haven't had a good steak. You're saying Kev. you haven't had good meat in your mouth? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I don't know. I like me a big fat mushroom. <laughs> how are we doing Peter's jokes? Like, how did we get this far off of iron? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, you want to hear some chemistry facts? Yeah, sure, sure. Fun things. Okay. <laughs> with it. So the atomic number is 26. The atomic symbol is FE. The atomic weight is 55.845. Density is 7.874 grams per cubic centimeter. The phase at the room temp is solid. So whenever it's like 64 degrees in the room, it's going to be solid. The melting point is 2,800.4 degrees Fahrenheit. You gotta the get boiling... that point 0.4 in there. If it's not point 0.4, it's not going to melt. You're fucked. fucked. And the boiling so point. So specific, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's chemistry. It's... It can be. 2,800 degrees. No good. 2,800.4, you're in. You got it. It's so specific. It's like trying to find the G spot. It's in a very specific place. And if you're too far off just by like a hair, it's not going to happen. Yep. That's the real problem. Mm -hmm. And then the boiling point is 5,181.8 degrees Fahrenheit. Got to get that 0.8. Got to get the (laughs) 0.8. Okay, Kev, what do you got on forging? What do I got on forging? I don't know because my notes didn't transfer over. So hold on. I got to go to a different document. Trash, bro. You're the one who made the fucking document. Yeah, we had a whole meeting about this ahead of time. And you put your notes in there, (laughs) didn't you? No. No, I told you to do it because I don't understand Google Docs. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand Google Docs. How do you not understand Google Docs? 
I still don't understand. used them before this week. Oh. <laughs> okay. I guess that's I'm why. not sponsored. Google Docs, not Listen, sponsored. that's how I, like, made it through college. Google Docs wasn't a thing when I was in college. Me either. We're old. I'm, like, 12, so there's that. Literal baby. Literal baby. <laughs> Literal baby. Uh, okay. So I mean, where I'm 25, we so whatever. Fuck you. Literal baby. You're the youngest person on this podcast. I mean, sorry, are you the oldest? I am, actually. <laughs> I'm like four years older than Steph. I'm, I'm about bad. to be 34 this year. Am I 20? Yeah, I'm 25. I'll be 26 oh. in February. I had to do math. Oops. This is a science podcast, y'all. I don't know what you signed up for, but you've, you've now entered the science podcast. Okay. So... Early evidence of metalworking has see, has been seen as far back as uh, 4500 BC. Is there, a cat? there is a cat behind me. Hey, well. <laughs> uh, and this and this we believe this started in Mesopotamia. So to forge things, you need a, to forge iron, well, preferably steel, but we'll get to that later. You need a couple of things. You need a forge to get shit hot in, which is you know the uh, 2800.4 degrees, not 0.5 or 0.3, but 0.4. You need something to hold it with because, you know, that shit's hot. You can't, so, like, hold it with your hand. I mean, you could, but it'd be a really, really bad idea. It'd be like holding an infinity stone in your bare hand. Like, don't I do it. I want to do it. Don't. Okay. So usually you use something like tongs to hold the shit with. Which are also to- made out of metal. How yeah, did so those not melt? So probably some gloves would be good on top of that. So okay. you don't burn yourself on the, for the, from the heat transfer. Those are my pants, dude. Take them off. I mean, I'm not wearing pants. Fuck it. Again, we could really make some, we could make a lot more money on this podcast if we structured it slightly differently. Let's um, go. Then you need something to beat to beat the uh, the metal against to form a shape. So you can you, know, you need an anvil and a hammer to do that, and then to make it not butterly smooth and easily bendable when you hit shit with it. So primarily for weapons here, but other things apply. You need to quench it. Now, back in the day, they used water. Just stick the the 2,800 degree, 2,500 degree steel right into some fucking water, which sounds like a great idea if anybody's ever watched Fortune Fire. I love that I show. I love that show. So that's what I learned. Never use water. Always use oil. But again, they didn't really have oil back in the day, so they had to do what they had to do. But... I don't understand how any weapons didn't just shatter instant, instantly from all the stress cracks, but that's a whole different thing. Magic. Skills. I, I believe magic is the correct answer because this, this is magic. a podcast about... So everybody but the witch said magic. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Listen. Oh, I gotta ask you things later. You guys do this in every Which podcast. Which uh, Steph. Oh. It's about crystals. Oh, okay. Stripper. Oh, you're so right. I got my little amethyst and my little quartz right here. Like I'm, I'm all about that life. Wait, the fact that I said crystals and you said stripper makes me laugh because my name's a stripper name. My sister's name is Crystal. So, you like, why strippers. do we all have stripper names? Well, didn't you but grow up I, in the rocks? But if you're born name, in the rocks, but if your actual name is a stripper name, what's your stage name? Mm. Haunted bitch. Haunted. Ghost. We can call you Carrie. 
Yes. Or maybe that's what the actual crystals themselves can be. You could be like amethyst. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's a good stripper name. You got the red hair. You could be ruby, too. Ooh. I think I'm ruby now. Just don't be Sapphire. Catherine's dad left me for a stripper named Sapphire. And if you do that, I will literally beat you within an inch of your life. But if I want that? I will beat you. I'm not going to throw it. I'm just not. Just... <laughs> this is bad. I'm but sorry. What consenting adults do is none of my business. <laughs> He's like, as long as I get to watch. Right? He's like, just put the camera on. It's fine. Yeah, just put a webcam up. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, my God. I think this is the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so drunk. This is great. I love it. <laughs> okay. From now so on, your- Brandy has to be drunk for all of the pods. I don't know. When they're, like, basically my stories, I don't think I can be drunk. I think it would be bad. You're doing fine. It's great. Don't worry about it. It's amazing. Be drunk all the time. I love drunk brandy. Especially at work. Oh. I decorated cakes drunk. I feel like that would be better. It was. It was good times. The girls hated me. I don't think that's why, but that's okay. Let's redirect back to the podcast, if I may. Okay. So, So Iron on forging that is all i have on forging okay perfect so archaeologists estimate that people have been using iron for more than five thousand years they're really just guessing though they have no idea you're not wrong it's like it's like being a weatherman you just guess sometimes you're right sometimes you're wrong maybe it's more Most of a of the guess time you're wrong. situation so i prefer see. a good swag <laughs> You're like the old, I, I love a good swag. A good scientific wild-ass guess. I'm all in for that. That's the first time I've ever heard that in my life. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's over. I'm going it. home. It's you are home. Bitch, <laughs> what do you mean you're going home? Steph's going to Texas. Can you pick me up for my podcast? <laughs> Mom, I'm scared. Pick there. me up for my podcast. <laughs> I'm actually not drinking this week. I have coffee. But it has nutmeg in it, so maybe I'm getting stoned off the nutmeg. You can get high if you eat too much nutmeg. Nutmeg challenge. No. No, I might be allergic to it. I'm allergic to life. But not Mountain Dew and Tito's. No. (laughs) It's a really good good combination. You know what they didn't have (laughs) in the Iron Age? Tito's? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying. Oh, wait, you're waiting on me. Yes, I'm yeah, trying to segue for you. <laughs> oh God damn! Yes. <laughs> this was supposed to make it easier. <laughs> it's not easy. I'm it would be if I was on top of shit. <laughs> so anyway, this is my favorite. Cut episode. all this out. Just cut all of this out. No, stop me. Leave there. it. Just leave cut it. it all. Just chop it. You're fine. No, leave it. <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> You're my sister, sound maiden. Leave it. <laughs> so the Iron Age uh, was a archaeological period that is is defined as part of prehistory of a culture or region in which ferrous metal metallurgy was the dominant technology of metalworking. Because mm. that's not a mouthful or anything. Um, I mean, I love good words. And of the three main. There's like the Bronze Age, the Glass Age, or whatever the fuck the middle one is. I can't remember. <laughs> the Wooden Age, I, the Dinosaur Age. I, I don't know. The Medieval um, Age, you know, just those things. 
yeah, whatever. I can't remember. I can't remember the middle one because I'm fucking trash. It's okay, this isn't a science <laughs> podcast. You want that shit? Go somewhere else. It's science today. That's history too, by the way, guys. Yeah, so bitch. yeah, but they can go somewhere else for that shit. That's not what we do here. We you know, only I'm, do morbid history. Right, and I just make inappropriate comments. So um, you're actually getting around. way more from me than you should be. But anyway, <laughs> um, he's over delivering. So this age was actually the shortest by a by a wide margin. It was only from uh, 1200 to 1100 BC. So it was it was very short. Much like my stint on the podcast after this, I'm getting fired. We would never. No, we need you. I mean, she needs you. I do. I can't do this without either one of at this point. Just kidding, I love in. you. Mm-hmm. You're trapped for life. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I was trapped for life. I'm like, you're not wrong. Actually, <laughs> both. Wait, so, so I have to um, tell you something else later. Go ahead. <laughs> you might want to take notes because you're going to forget. <laughs> I have them in my messages, bitch. Oh, there you go then. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of messages, did you guys check the group chat? <laughs> I, did. I did, actually, because it kept popping up. Look at you. Not bad, right? It was pretty good. Oh my god, uh, you sent a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that on Instagram. <laughs> oh podcast, mid podcast dick pics coming to you. <laughs> so, uh, oh my god, the culture, <laughs> the culture at the time was the, was the mass production of. <laughs> We broke Steph again. <laughs> oh my god, I love that tidbit so much. <laughs> I'm not over it. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> okay, I think I'm in control. Go ahead. <laughs> You think? <laughs> so um, the cult, like I said before, I don't know if you can hear me because stuff was cra- it was hackling over there. The culture at the time was the mass production of tools and weapons made from steel, and you have to use iron to make steel. So it's it, they go together, like, like a dick pic in a group message. They go together. <laughs> I interest you in a cat. <laughs> Everybody, everybody say hi to Wilfred. All of you watching the video <laughs> podcast, this is Wil- Wilfred. What are you doing, buddy? Oh, you went up on the you went up on the desk. Okay. Yeah, let me move that. I'm like legit crying. You can't do that to me again. Okay. It hurts. Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Cool. Great. So some of the most ancient some of the most ancient iron known to humans, literally fell out of the sky. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you know what it's called? Meteorites. Meteoric iron. Look at you. I Yeah, I have a whole section about Tibetan meteoric iron because I am that person. I'm proud of you. Okay, I'm not going to ask you a dumb question because you can see my notes, so I'm not going to ask you what I the thing is. I still want to ask still the dumb question. Does any of you know what Thakcha is? Is it when you're a thought? No, what? 
<laughs> like chakra, but thought. I mean, it's from the same culture that gave you chakra, but not. Oh, so it's not about being a thought. I'm sorry. No, it's about being a metal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can I be a metal thought? Brandy. <laughs> sure. As long as it's sung by Metallica, sure, you can be a metal thought. Well, I'm so in. Okay. So a thakja, okay, refers to amulets made from high iron content. Sometimes it's a copper alloy comprised of a meteorite, iron, bronze, copper, and other sort of metals. Now, they thought this was tempered by celestial gods before falling to the earth. And Tibet is such a high-altitude place with open landscape, so it was perfect to catch these motherfuckers. Namchuk, or sky metal, is the etymology. That's what it translates to. Fog is the first word. It means above, primordial, first, or thunderbolt. And then ICAGs are iron or metal. So it means original or thunderbolt iron. Now, if you find this shit, you're considered lucky. Okay, it's like finding a four-leaf clover. And now these pieces date back between 1000 BC and 900 AD. This is during the Zhangzong culture that strongly influenced the concepts of Tibetan Buddhism. And this culture had 18 kingdoms in northwest Tibet, and it was centered on Mount Kaliash. I got a cat right here. Yeah. Mount Cat. Yeah. On here, right here. Got it. Well, these, they're, okay, so they're like little amulets, right? And they're approximately two to 50. Yeah, I'm holding up my fingers like you can see it. Some of you can if you pay, the, if you pay for the Patreon and get the video podcast. You can see what Steph's doing. True. You should totally do it because we're cute. Well, two of you are. I mean, you're pretty cute, Kev. It's fine. I don't know. I think he's cuter than me, but that's okay. I mean, he is pretty cute. He is cute. Okay. Amulets, approximately 2 to 15 centimeters, and they range of uses from horse harnesses, buckles, uh, arrowheads, and other adornments. The metal, right, is this is the ancient belief is that it also helps heal, right? And you were just saying in the sciencey things that we need it mm-hmm. to heal. So it's amazing that they associated those things together. What's kind of sucks is, is like some of these little things are shaped like animals. And you go, oh, okay, that's an elephant. But some are so strange and abstract. I'm going to have to post some pictures on the socials if I can fucking remember for a change. That they're so strange looking that their actual use is lost to knowledge. We don't know what the fuck they were used for. There's a, a text, History of Ferris Metallurgy, right? That was used for weapons, musical instruments, and sacred tools of this era. So one of the big ones is called a furba or a kyla. It's a three-sided peg, stake thing, knife or nail, right? And it's a ritual implement from Indo-Tibetan Buddhism, Bon, and Indian Vedic traditions, okay? And it's got three, three little things. I'm going to try to – I hope you can visualize this. It's like, like a little three-sided peg, so it looks like a ball. And then there's like a stake and a knife on the bottom of it, okay? Yeah, like I have, my hands are doing the thing. Yes, like a it's a spork? ritual spork. If the yeah, spork it's a spork. came up, yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> I'll stab a bitch with a fork. A spork. All right. Well, the the pommel, the handle, and the blade are meant to invoke spiritual integers of three and nine. 
And they are most commonly made, like I said, out of brass and this meteoric iron. There's also another uh, ritual weapon in Tibet called a, a Vajra, V-A-J-R-A, that was also formed from a iron. Yes. Yes. A vagina. Oh, okay. Perfect. Good. But this Good one was made out of um, bronze or iron. And actually, okay, it's a spherical club, all right, that is, 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 is ribbed. For her pleasure? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I knew what was going to happen. I paused. It's a symbol of prosperity, like diamonds, and the indestructibility of them. And then the thunderbolt is invoked, I guess, as an irresistible force to represent spiritual power. Now, this this well, bludgeon thing is supposed to cleave through ignorance. So, Brandon, I'm going to. Yeah, right? Here you go. Just everybody take one. Yeah. Just beat the next stupid person. You get one. (laughs) I have a lot of people I need to beat. (laughs) A lot. You just know what you're getting for Christmas now. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm going to hit Technically, though, spiritually, they're designed to enhance mudras, which are metaphysical hand gestures that you do while you're meditating. Hmm. Now, there's also these tools and things can also be cast from pancholas, which is a term for five metal alloys that are, have sacred significance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're big in making Hindu temple morti or jewelry. Now, these texts are called the Shipla Sastras and the five sacred metals. Okay. Gold, silver, copper, zinc, iron. Iron. And myrrh. You gotta get myrrh in there. I don't even know what myrrh is, but it's gonna be in there. That's it's a resin and myrrh. Myrrh is a resin. That's, That's from the Bible. Anyway. So We're not you, about we, that life. Don't myrrh shame me. So, I'm not about that life. I'm going to hell. No, myrrh is a very powerful herb. The, the, it just got ganked. Okay. <laughs> Frankincense and urn. <laughs> just got ganked. It got ganked. They ripped it off the pagans, okay? They rip everything off the pagans. They anyway, do. Continue. Okay. <laughs> I can, if you can fire something Christian at me, I can tell you where they got it off of pagan ancestors, okay? I don't want to hear this shit, all right? I'm, I'm that witch. So if you wear iron, um, you know, which is weird because I actually sent Brian from House Veritas a little present for uh, made out of iron. I'm not going to tell you Yen's what it is because it's between me and him. But you benefit from wearing it in, uh, in, in, in a Hindu tradition where it brings life balance, self-confidence, good health, fortune, prosperity, and it's meant to be a peace of mind. And a lot of the pieces that we're using was this m- meteoric iron, okay? Uh-huh. One of the biggest pieces of it was made into this thing called the Iron Man. Not the shitty movie franchise? It's not shitty. I don't like it. He's um, not a superhero. He is. He's like the Batman. He's not. Of- he, right. Batman's okay. not a superhero either. Batman's not a superhero. Just Okay, so he's a vigilante. Okay, yes. fair. He's That'll a philanthropist and vigilante, okay? And he's damn sexy and we're not going to we're not going to That's a take really it. nice way of saying he's a criminal. Yes. He's a rich <laughs> he's a rich white criminal. He's a rich white criminal. 
And that's why it's okay. Why do you just ruin this for me? Why do I ruin everyone's lives? Because I'm trash and no one likes me. You're a dumpster fire at this point. How dare you? She's the 2020 of people. (laughs) Her face. I mean, it looks beautiful because it's made up, but you like... (sighs) Okay, so we're going to talk about the Buddhist statue. I'm not wrong. You are, Ev. (laughs) Do you want to hear about the Buddhist statue or not? I'm sorry it's not... I mean, yeah... Can we really like, should have done the banter episode first. No, I would have just got drunker. It would have been bad. And like our banter episode, you're hearing all about my life. Get ready for the tea. I will get the booze for the banter episode after this. Tea Patreon's only. scalding. You know what's relatively cool at room temperature? Vodka, because it's underneath my sink. <laughs> no, the Iron Man. <laughs> Why? I want to talk about it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, I studied Buddhism very heavily in college, right? Like I have a Buddha tattoo ambigram Matt, here somewhere it's right there it's around somewhere it's there. yeah it's there um, it might be, it used to be my nickname in the goth scene because you know nobody can go by like steph like a normal person so i was miss buddha in the in the goth scene okay so this statue is about nine and a half inches and 22 pounds which is pretty heavy for how small this thing is kev i watched you go to say something and then stop So this thing was carved 1000 AD, but the metal dated to possibly when it fell to earth 15,000 BC. So this is called a Chinga meteorite, which probably landed between the border of Siberia and Mongolia. And it's shaped like the Vasirana which is a deity that is seen in Chinese, Tibetan, Mongolian, and Thai traditions under various other names. Because of all the names, we're not going to get into what this deity does. We're just going to skip that right now because I'm a long-winded bitch. It's an ataxite class nickel-rich iron meteorite, and it has cobalt in it. And it's one of the rarest ones you can find in the world, and this is the third largest piece ever known. And it's so hard that it is super impossible to carve. So the fact that this is a large humanoid figure is mind-blowing, okay? It's the only illustration of a human figure to be carved out of a meteorite ever, okay? And it was, yeah, the Nazis discovered it during a German... they did. Yeah. Well, hang in there. So they thought, right, the Germans... They thought that they could find the origins to the Aryan race in Tibet. So there was a uh, Heinrich Himmler, military commander and leading member of the Nazi party, funded a trip to go try to find this Aryan race secret. Instead, he found this little meteorite statue thing, right? And it was acquired into a private collection in Munich. Now, this fucker was actually auctioned off in 2007. And it's currently being analyzed at the Planetology Institute at Stuttgart University in Germany. They probably nabbed it because it has a swastika on it. Mm. Now, fuck the Nazis. Do you know because what it, it didn't always mean that? Correct. Do you know what it, it still doesn't? That is one of my biggest fucking pet peeves. I know it doesn't still, but it will always have that negative connotation because of them. But only if you're an idiot and don't understand that there's more than one. 
Yeah, I mean, it's actually they, what I mean, they yes. did is they reversed it and yeah, they tilted it on its side. So yeah. it's still not the same thing as a proper swastika. They just named it that because they're too stupid to come up with their own name. I mean, yeah. Okay, so it's actually a symbol of the sun, and it's for prosperity and good luck. It's meant to invoke Shakti, which is the sacred symbol of auspiciousness. Okay. I'm drinking iced shock- tea. No. I hate tea. Do you remember Shakti? We went over it in Arash Kagal. No, of course not. That was the first episode. It was just me and Brandy, right? Listen, there was alcohol involved and it, it was, was very hot. It was. You it can't was be mad at me. All right. Well, it's the female <laughs> principle of divine energy. So not only did these patriarchal assholes take it from them, but they also warped divine feminine energy. Into something patriarchal and disgusting. That sounds about right. Yeah. They ripped it off of us ladies, by the way. What else is new? Yeah. There's speculation. We we have a guest host again. Oh. Hello, Wilfred. Yes. You said pretty cute. Anyway, continue. Well, the only thing I was going to preclude about this Iron Man is there's, I don't want anybody coming at me. So there's perhaps, it's perhaps a forgery carved in the 20th century. But that meteorite is legit. Okay, that's definitely 15,000 years old. It's worth $20,000 today, right? But if it's actually a thousand-year-old sculpture on top of it... You're frozen, girl. Witches, I am in love with this family-run business, Mystical Existence, the bath products that turn your ordinary self-care ritual into a celestial experience. As a witch, my bathing habits are sacred, so I was overjoyed to find products that not only smell amazing, but don't irritate my sensitive skin. My favorite scent is Scorpio which was designed with Maggie's daughter and the perfume her mother used to wear at heart. All soaps, lotions, and bath bombs are handmade with supplies that are purchased from ethical and responsible manufacturers. A portion of the products are vegan for all you animal lovers out there. As the wheel of the year turns, new products are designed to match the seasons. Currently only available In the United States, you can find Mystical Existence on Facebook, Instagram, or at their website, mysticalexistence.com. For 15% off, use our promo code MACABRE. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Hey, are you back? Yeah. Okay, so the statue is priceless. Well, you were frozen for like five minutes. Yeah, I just begged Sound Maiden to take it out because it was long and awkward. And I'm like, and I lost them and they're frozen and I lost them and they're frozen. Yeah. There was a cat on my computer. It was adorable. And I missed it. I'm sorry. You did. I love looking at your pussy. He was right here. He was was so cute. Anyway, continue. I'm done. That was it. That's it? Okay, back to me. Hi. (laughs) You're not supposed to say that. It's supposed to look like organic flow. Hi. I'm complete trash. 
anyway. and drunk. So anyway, in 2013, researchers from the Journal of Archaeological Science examined ancient Egyptian iron beads that date around 3200 BC and found that they were made. It was aliens, but it was aliens. It was definitely aliens because they were made from iron meteorites. Oh, definite, definite aliens. Alien. Yeah, ancient astronaut theorists say yes. Some, some, some ancient, ancient astronaut theorists do say that. We're 46 minutes into this episode and we've accomplished fuck all. I've accomplished a lot in my life. Thanks. I said so. into this episode. <laughs> We're only halfway through our notes, guys. It's a okay, page four of nine. I can speed through things. The Old Testament <laughs> in the Bible. You stop, stop laughing. <laughs> We're a Bible podcast now. <laughs> okay, you ready? The Old Testament in the Bible also mentions iron multiple times. I don't care to go look through the Bible and find out why or where it mentions it, but like it does. So if you want to read the Bible, go for it because I don't care. It's got that going for it, which is nice. Iron nails held Jesus to the cross. Okay, there's one spot. Great. Good job. So I still have respect for the text. I know. Okay, proceed. No. Iron has four different allotropic forms, which means it has four different structural forms in which the atoms bond in different patterns. They're called ferrites, known as alpha, which is magnetic, beta, gamma, and omega. Yeah. I think Jesus's spear in his side was also made out of iron. I could be wrong. Okay. So the spear of destiny, I think it might yeah. be made out of iron. Probably. That's two. That's two. All right, I'm done. So now we're going to get into iron and health because, like, health is my thing. So iron deficiency. Listen, I went to nursing school, okay? It's fine. We're not going to die. You might. I might. I will. I mean, we're all going to die eventually. <laughs> I'm still the class sense of the word. I'm just dying faster than everyone else, so it's fine. Do you understand the right? Sylvia Plath reference, Brandy? No. It's from Fight Club, but basically it says as soon as you're born, you start to die. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Okay, good. Okay. Cool. But it's actually like after 25, your cells stop like reproducing and like you actually start to die. Oh, look, there, you know in the things. There's an actual age where like you start to slowly die. So... Iron deficiency is the most common nutritional deficiency. It causes anemia. Fun fact, I have that. Also fun fact, this is going to describe why I am the way I am, okay? It affects, it um, causes fatigue that affects the ability to perform physical work in adults. Also why I'm so pale and tired all the fucking time. It can also impair memory and other mental functions in teens. What are we doing here? Medical shit with iron, bitch. Okay. She totally missed it. Yeah, he was testing your memory. Oh, you're a bitch. He he, he pulled a me. Or, yeah, he, he did. did to he, me what you what he did to me. I know. So anyway, so this is gonna be fun because no one cares about you, Kev. <laughs> Fuck you. Actually, they do. By viewer request, they love Kev. So we you have to be nice to him so we can keep him. I mean, oh, we're I gotta- gonna keep him. It's fine. We'll lock him in a basement. Don't worry. I need, to, I need to negotiate a pay raise then. <laughs> I'm going to lock you in a basement. I mean, if you want to absorb some of the debt, because we make zero money on our podcast. Yeah. So I'm enough debt as it is. <laughs> <laughs> it costs more for me to make it than I'm bringing in to produce it. Just yeah. throwing that out there. We do hey, this Tesla, Tesla's working the same way. They're doing fine. 
You were doing fuck. You were tweeting okay. about Tesla not too long ago. They're valued at like 420 bucks a share on the fucking stock market. They make no money. They lose money on every fucking car they make. Ford's at like 250, $2.50, and they make, they sell a Ford F-150 every fucking minute. Like, fuck the stock market. It doesn't make any sense. Hydrate or dehydrate, y'all. Tito's Mountain Dew. <laughs> Brandy Saul's Cleo <laughs> was drinking this episode. We had a pre-podcast meeting about this, and we're still not going to get anything done. Okay, so listen, shut up. Women who have iron deficiency while pregnant are at an increased risk of having small and early babies. There are two types of iron in the body. One is, I'm pronouncing both of these wrongs, and you can suck dick. One is heme iron, and the other is non-heme iron. Heme iron is more readily absorbed and found in meat, fish, and poultry. Non-heme iron is absorbed at a lesser extent and is found in plant food. So like kale, spinach, broccoli, trash food. And also some meat, but like nah. People absorb up to 30% of heme iron compared to the 2 to 10% that they absorb of the non-heme iron. Foods rich in vitamin C. So did you know tomatoes are rich in vitamin C? Yeah. Okay, fuck me then. Sorry. I hate tomatoes. They're fucking gross. And citrus fruits. What? You said fuck me, and I reminded you that you were straight. That's fair. I love you, though. (laughs) Well, so is spaghetti until it gets wet. (laughs) You are not wrong. She's speechless. <laughs> she can't breathe either. <laughs> She's dying. You broke me. You win. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Foods rich in vitamin C. Um, can help absorb non-heme iron. Now we're going to get into some fun facts. Are you ready? So ready. Cool. Blood is red because of the interaction between iron and oxygen. It looks red because of the way the chemical bond between the two elements reflect light. So, completely off topic, but I have heard that when, like, like in the olden, like olden spells, when they call for virgin blood, it's not actually the blood of a virgin. It's blood who's never touched air before. Can you, you confirm, Steph? I'm looking primarily at you. I mean, it sounds legitimate to me because finding an actual virgin is very difficult. So you can interpret that in different ways in spell work. So I will give you a sure. There's no but reason like, for that not to be true in my mind. Your blood carries oxygen. Yes, but it's blood that has never touched oxygen before, like outside of the body. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, you technically have blue blood, too, on one side of your body, right? It, it, you're, you got I got to, us all off topic. Let's, let's get back to the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This, anyway. is, this is long. So, pure iron is actually soft and malleable. That's why they have to forge it with steel, with, like, other metals to create steel so that it's actually tough. In 2007... Researchers found a big plume of iron-rich water that was coming from hydrothermal vents in the southern Atlantic Ocean. So since iron is necessary for, like, the growth of phytoplankton, phytoplankton. Look at you with the big words. Look at me. I 
pronounced it wrong, but it's fine. Fuck me you up. did. One of the times you said it was right. So it counts. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. Um, so because it's necessary for that to grow, some researchers argued that fertilizing the ocean with extra iron could help suck up the excess carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. But a study published online in November of 2010 found that the extra iron could actually trigger the growth of toxin-producing algae. So it would be counterproductive. We love that. Right? It's fine. So an iron pillar dating about 400 AD still stands in Delhi, India. I heard their delis are terrible. They're awful. Total trash. The new Delhi Delhi? Garbage. Trash. It's about- Their dock horse is fucking awful. Shut the fuck up. It's love, I swear, guys. This is how we love each other. This is how I love you. It's fine. It's tough love. (laughs) So the pillar is about 23.75 feet tall. And, like, I don't think these measurements are completely right because that would make it, like, this big, like, teeny, teeny, tiny, wide. It says it's 15.75 inches around. You know, like, this is only, like, five inches. So when you're going like this, this is 10. Oh. So you need to go out a bit, hon. Okay, so maybe it works. Flagpoles are are tall and skinny, and this sounds like a circumference of a flagpole. I'll give you that. It's like a foot and a half. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, now that my math doesn't work, the surface of Mars is red because of the large amount of iron oxide, which is rust, and has more than twice the amount of iron oxide in its crust than Earth. So the reason Mars is red is because it's rusted. Nice. Earth's solid inner and liquid outer core are primarily composed of iron. And the electric current generated by the liquid iron is what creates the magnetic field protecting Earth. We love that. Um, Right? Also found in all the cores of um, all the planets in the solar system. It's the heaviest element found in cores of the stars. All of this is just guessing, though. We're just guessing at all of this. Fuck you. Never it makes there. me feel good. It makes me feel good, okay? I feel like that there's legitimate to their guessing, though, because this is... Right, no, but it's still just a guess. You're right, but NASA's smarter than me, so I'm going to believe them. Would you remember in the one episode, it's true until disproven? There, you yes. can't prove that it's not true, therefore it's still true? Yes. That the possibility exists. That they're correct as much as the possibility that they're wrong. But you can't right. prove them wrong because they can't prove they're saying right either. It was mm-hmm. a throwaway comment. Just move on. Anyway, um, the heaviest element found in the cores of the stars, elements that are heavier can only be created when high mass stars explode. This one is like me to a T. Iron deficiencies have been linked to depression. Mm. So in 2017, a group of researchers from Iran did a study where iron supplements were given to new non-anemic mothers with postpartum depression. A group of 70 women began a double-blind trial one week after giving birth and postpartum depression symptoms were compared six weeks later. The group taking the iron supplement experienced a significantly greater improvement of the postpartum depression symptoms than the group taking the placebo. Why didn't they give me that shit? I don't know. Well, iron in folklore has a long and varied tradition. So I got you there, too. In Europe, it's called cold iron. And this is the stuff that we were talking about in the previous episode, 
because it wards mm-hmm. against harms, ghosts, fairies, witches, and malevolent forces, which I still love because witches actually use a lot of iron. So to ward against, you're talking like evil ghouls and hags and things. The the cemetery things that you mentioned earlier, that's to keep the souls of the dead and it's still being used to, like, to keep them in. Mm-hmm. My favorite I found was if you bury an iron knife at the entrance of your home, it'll also keep out evil witches. Do- like, why do I want to do that? Do it. It won't mm-hmm. keep me out. I'm not an evil witch, but you can sure as hell I don't try. want you to keep me. I don't want to keep you out. Well, my favorite I think I found was references to sympathetic or imaginative magic using iron. Do you guys know what that is besides my notes? Don't look at the notes. You think I'm looking at notes? <laughs> You're probably what podcast do you think this is? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. My computer keeps telling me that someone messaged me and I kind of want to go look at it, but I'm not. Kev, are you Be watching good. sports? No, I think I already won my bet for the night. Oh, good. Okay. Actually, I should check my FanDuel account. Other betting apps are available if you're in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and I think Illinois is back online now. Not sponsored. Sponsor me. I'm I pretty. really wish they would, though. I'll take some free bets. Actually, I was hoping Burger King I did sponsor win. us. Go, Kev. I doubled my money. Oh, right. I would love for Burger King to sponsor us. Yeah, you saw me picture of me eating that Spite burger. Listen, I will eat a burger naked. <laughs> So sympathetic or imaginative magic. Okay. Trying to stay topical here. Mm -hmm. It's from folk traditions. All right. So it's the idea where one object stands in as a symbolic representation of what the fuck ever is receiving the end of the magic of the work. So like you use a jawbone to heal somebody's jaw from an animal, but it acts as the human jaw symbolically. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's seen as primitive forms of healing, but it's actually very powerful and it takes a lot of ingenuity and cleverness of a person's healer to be able to interpret sympathetic magic. Iron in the Ozark tradition was basically used to prevent milk-stealing witches. The cure involved taking some milk from the cow that was going dry boiling it on a stove and then put red hot iron into it like a stab so, it. but why the milk becomes the representation of the witch because she's stealing it and in this way when you stab it with a red hot iron it's to cause them harm or to burn them in a painful way oh yeah the other option is to uh whip the milk or the butter in order to stop the thieving witch too Okay. Yeah. The I want to stab it. That's fair. You must whip it. Whip it good. Also, that whip. Do you know the bit about horseshoes, iron horseshoes? No. Okay. Yes. I think possibly. Cat, what do you got scare for me? me? So, from what I re- vaguely remember is, I don't remember the whole story, but, oh, fuck it. I'm going to make an ass of myself. You just go. All right. <laughs> Well, you nail them over your door to repel or to bring luck. Now, this is in the movie, Brandy, I wanted you to watch called The House of the Clock in Its Walls. Wait, I have a story. I'm waiting. Are you ready? Okay. So in my childhood home, we always had a horseshoe over our front door. The year my brother got diagnosed with cancer, the horseshoe fell. 
Oh my God, you're going to love this story in a minute. I'm just saying. Hold on. I to believe that in horseshoes. Okay. So depending on how the horseshoe is hung, it also makes a difference. So if it's hung in the U shape, it will cause luck to come into your home. If it's hung upside down in an arch shape, an arch shape, the luck mm-hmm. will flow out of your home. Oh. Okay. So the superstitions around horseshoes date back to 959 AD in Ireland. And it comes from stories and variations of St. Dunstan's legend. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brandy, you ready? This I'm is ready. the story I was thinking about. This, this is it. Okay, good. Feel free to interject as I tell. There's a blacksmith who is visited by the devil. And the devil is represented with cloven hoofed feet. Okay. Uh-huh. And daddy needed a new pair of shoes. So the horse or the blacksmith pulls one off of the fire. So it was red fucking hot. And he nailed it to the devil's foot with red hot iron nails. This made the devil cry out in pain, which is weird because he's of hell, but whatever. This is a yeah. story. He screams out in pain and begs him to remove the shoe. But again, it's made out of iron. I think that's why it burns him. So he's like, okay, please take this shoe off my fucking foot. I'll give you whatever you want. So he has the devil by the walls, basically. So the smith promised to do so if the devil may never enter a place where a horseshoe is displayed above the doorway. Oh. So this led to the belief that bad spirits could be kept out of the home, ergo bringing luck by putting that horseshoe above because of the deal that St. Dunstan made with the devil. Right. So when yours fell, you might have welcomed in the devil. Okay, wait, that makes so much sense because like, mm, yeah, I mean, listen this is to the coming, tea spill episode. I'm, I'm just saying stories. it's coming out of Ireland. They have a Catholic tradition. You and I were raised in Catholic homes. So if you- Oh my God, no, that makes so much sense. Great. Now the, the horseshoes were deemed magical because of the ability to withstand fire. Like you were saying how hot it had to be to even work with it in the first place, let alone melt, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about securing a horseshoe is every single time you see a horseshoe, it has seven places to put a nail to secure it because seven's also a lucky number. Mm-hmm. The evolution of the story involved encompassing witches because of the Middle Ages. Apparently, the horses and shoes could frighten a witch. So also by placing the horseshoe you could above a doorway you could ward against witches not just the devil because you know they're in league or whatever mm-hmm. suspected witches were buried with their coffins nailed shut with iron to keep them from returning from the grave too and last little bit about the horseshoes and the iron in some spots of scotland okay when a horseshoe has been found it's nailed to the mast of a fishing boat, and it's supposed to ensure the safety in the storm. Okay. So it works on land and on sea, the horseshoes. Yeah. That's cool. I'm so happy I had a story that you could connect with. I can't wait for the banter episode for that. Oh, it's good. Okay. So, Aaron is made by, we kind of already went through this. But you have to heat up, uh, words, hematite? Hematite. That's like a magic staple. Okay. So you have to heat that up or the magnetite. 
in a blast furnace along with a type of carbon called coke and calcium carbonate, which is basically just limestone. Mm. It doesn't make the best quality iron, but it's good enough that they can then take that iron and make it into steel. So it's not something that like you would want to use if you're making like a pure iron, like piece of jewelry or anything like that, because it's not going to be very tough, but -hmm. it's good enough that you can add into other metals and make steel. Nice. Yeah. So now we decided that we're going to take the podcast in a whole different direction and um, talk about some other stuff. So we're going to be talking about Iron Maiden. They're a band band from England. Uh, They were formed in uh, Leeton, England in uh, 1975. By the bassist and primary songwriter Steve Harris. Wait, this is what we were supposed to talk about. Although they did come out with 39 albums, 16 studio albums, 12 live albums, 4 EPs, and 7 compilations. I they're love the Eddie, though. They're the pioneers of, of new wave British heavy metal, so we kind of had to slip these guys in here. Yes, uh, thank you, Kev. So. <laughs> thank you. Well done. Well done. That That's was all we the need. surprise stuff in the show notes. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm so happy because I love Eddie. I love Iron Maiden. Uh, love some them. of their songs are, though, uh, and these actually do kind of fit here. Uh, Run to the Hills, Fear of the Dark, Can I Play with Madness, and Number of the Beast. Yes. So, synergy. Don't you love it? Yeah, so, it, it counts. It, it, it's topical. It is topical. So, the actual Iron Maiden that we should be talking about is the torture uh, kinky, perhaps? I'm not here kinky uh device that's consisting of an iron cabinet with a hinged front and spiked covered interior and it's encloses the entire person right so there's a couple of different versions of this apparently there's ones there's the one that you always see in movies where you close the door and then all the blood runs out Mm -hmm. yeah the one that instantly impales you is the one that people are most common or most is the most common one that people see in movies However, there is another one out there that's slightly more humane. <laughs> question mark? Is that question possible? mark? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Maybe. <laughs> because is there such what, a th- thing as a humane Iron Maiden? Well, here's what mm, the other listen, one. Listen, some people just gotta die. Well, here's the other one though. The spikes aren't full length, so they don't impale you instantly. They're far enough apart that unless you move into them, they don't actually hit you. Oh, no. Like the chokey. Mm-hmm. Matilda. Right? Matilda. So apparently there's two, there's two versions of this. So, there, so there's the instant death one, or the not instant, but slow death one, where they just sandwich you instantly. Or the one where unless you move, you're fine. Although... I you think know, I would be... rather just like die instantly because I'm going to move. Well, of course you are because you're going to fall asleep eventually and then you're going to get impaled. And it's just, you know, it, like there's no way to not get impaled. Oh no. Like I would twitch and die. You're getting impaled just, either way. You're also an amic, So you just need poked by one of those motherfuckers and you're done. So just you're take a deep wrong. breath and let it happen. It'll all be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> These are claimed to be a medieval instrument of torture. But there's no evidence that they existed before the early 19th century. Hmm. There is one from 200 BC, though, that's similar, but not the same because it was made out of wood. And it was said to, ha- 
And so it was like a, a wooden oven-like chest that had iron spikes in it. And it was used for ext- extortion and murder. So that's fun. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Uh-huh. There's reps of these in museums all around the world, but the most famous one is found in Nuremberg. We love Nuremberg. It's a great town. <laughs> oh, Germany, big surprise. Yeah, seriously. why do we keep going back to germany because they're trash their history is rich with violence Mm, because they're trash i tried to say it nice i'm sorry so the one in nuremberg was first displayed possibly as early as 1802 and that was lost in the allied bombings of nuremberg in 1945 I'm so shocked. I'm so surprised. So we just like fucking shit up. We're good at. So that's uh that's what I have there. On, I have a on both bit. on both the on both the kinky torture device and the Osser Brock man. Well, after you get out of the torture device, you could wind up in an iron coffin. I have some information about that if you're interested. Definitely. And even if you're not, I'm gonna talk about it anyway. You don't have a choice. Pretty much. Okay. So, I mean, I think it's interesting that the iron coffins, I didn't know that, were, didn't exist until the 19th century, you said, right? Uh, yeah. Evidence. Yes. Okay. Iron coffins were originally designed to make travel of the dead easier since steam-powered travel was more popular. So it took like a hot second to get wherever you were going and you had a decomposing body. And if you died far from home, you did need to be returned to your family for proper traditions and things for a a Christian burial. So this happened with the Fisk family. Almond Dunbar Fisk was a Manhattan stove designer in New York. And his brother, Will, kicked the bucket in the spring of 1844 in Mississippi. And the body needed return to New York. Now, embalming, super expensive, right? We didn't, it it was very rudimentary, whatever. So it wasn't an option. And refrigeration, not an option. It's steam, right? Fisk made an airtight stove and boiler, So he used those principles to make an airtight coffin to naturally and safely preserve the body for a long trip. A lot like rust, right? You need oxygen to decompose a body. So if you deprive it of that, it will not decompose as quickly. He had a patent in November 14th of 1848 for the metallic burial case is what they called it. At some point, because the bodies were so well-preserved, they did put little windows on the top so you could see the person's face in oh. there. Um, well, because you couldn't have an open casket with an iron coffin. It's so, so they, creepy. It's not creepy. It makes sense. They've been dead for a while. It's creepy. Not if they're not decomposing. It's no different than the dead body in the funeral parlor pumped full of chemicals. That's, That's so worse. Creepy. Okay. Kev, do you know how they embalm a body? Yes, and it's creepy. Kev's not listening to us anymore. I'm listening. I was like, Brandy had something to say, so I was letting Brandy say it. It's (laughs) creepy. Well, good news for Brandy is these iron coffins, short-lived success. Okay? It it didn't last very long. 
politicians like kind of fell in love with this because they were expensive and it was like the fashion after former first lady Dolly Madison was laid out in one for a large public funeral. What I think is interesting is Fisk himself died at the age of 32 in 1850. He got the patent in 1848. So he only got to see two years of his coffin manufacturer before he probably wound up in one himself. (laughs) So my absolute last fun fact about the iron coffin is it is one of the safest ways to do a burial for quarantine victims of contagious diseases. Bring them back. Yep. Throwing that out there. Listen, I think that's a better option than just dumping them all on an island in New York. Yeah, it's expensive, though. Fuck. So is that island in New York? (laughs) All right, guys, we did it. We got We got to the end of the episode. We're done. Yay! All right. Kevin, you have a weird but true for me, seeing as the whole episode was weird but true. But do you have a I would say, yeah, that was the whole fucking episode, wasn't it? Uh, Weird but true. A a woman who lost her wedding ring found it 16 years later in a carrot in her garden. Oh, Oh, shit. I think I heard that one. I've heard that one, and it's fucking dope. It's good. So there you go. All right. You guys always hear the notebook. You think I would learn to open the page? No, now it's just fun. This is a time capsule. Wouldn't that be cool, though, if we did a a Macabre Academy time capsule? Listen, I'm in. But, like, what am I going to put in? Myself? Picture of you and your beautiful face would work. Yeah. She's like, I don't like that answer. You need to try again. (laughs) Um, Listen, my face isn't beautiful. Try again. You know, Brandy, one day you'll learn to take a compliment. Okay. Maybe one day. Today is not that day. All right. So, how about Yin's pick a number for the non offensive dare? Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. 58. Brandy, you're not, you're not trash. <gasps> we have not done that one. We haven't even nailed 57 or 59. 
I hear an episode. Okay. It's not a very exciting dare, though. It's okay. Okay. This week, the non-offensive dare is to look up your horoscope. There you go. Done. Easy one this week. It does not require a lot of creativity or effort. All right, Jens. So I think we did a lot of banter, so I don't know how to end this episode because my face hurts and I laughed a lot. Yeah, you did. Are we doing doing the the banter episode after this? Yeah, Yeah. we're going to let this process. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette, and then we're going to do a Patreon-only banter episode. Nice. You guys want to get in on that? Hit us up on Patreon. Those are exclusive. Patreon.com slash McCombie Canterbury? Something like that, yeah. Find the link down below. There's also information on our website, www.themacabacademy.com. I'm also paying for that, so please use it. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. And- we, we out. Same bad time, same bad channel, same bad expired coupons. <laughs> we out. Oh, God. Where's the button? Oh, there it is. Wait. Nope. Got it. This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful patrons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.